0: Hi, I'm Lily, and you're listening to How to Win Friends and Influenza, the podcast. There's a chapter in Stillness is the Key by Ryan Holiday, which talks about anger and how it's necessary to conquer it in order to reach stillness, which is like the ultimate kind of horizon that you want to aim for. The thing that all of the spiritual and religious practices tell people to do, you know, to see the inner peace, stillness, some kind of ultimate religion or spiritual kind of feeling. Sounds like pretty good advice, you know, conquering your anger and conquering the self, knowing what's inside, getting ultimate stillness. That sounds like a good ideal to aim for. And it is. And generally, I guess anger is probably going to be a negative thing. It's pretty reasonable to think that most anger comes from a place of insecurity, that there's something the other person is feeling really defensive about, that it's something they don't feel like they can really control in a meaningful way because then they'll probably just do something about it instead of getting angry. So often it's actually a hidden form of helplessness. It's a different expression of something inside. Although it comes out as a kind of power, what that actually means, is something more like fear or feeling very weak. So that all sounds pretty reasonable. But today I wanna offer something a little bit different, maybe an alternative theory of anger. And I don't necessarily think this is true a lot of the time, maybe not all the time even. Well, certainly not all the time. And it may hardly ever be true, but I think there are some cases in which It's worth thinking about, and maybe there's a chance that there could be something relevant. So with that aside, what if anger and behavior that seems pretty nasty to other people, what if that's sometimes misinterpreted? Now, We live in society which has norms. I know that society isn't necessarily defined by a normal distribution, but a lot of things are. And a normal distribution has a peak which represents the mean or the mode even. And there's there's a thing that most data points do. A thing that a lot of data points tend towards when you plot them all on a graph. So society as norms. When you get a group of people together, what's gonna happen? Some sort of common aim is going to surface. And because it's necessary, if you have any kind of team or any kind of group activity, it's necessary that the common points come out. Why is it necessary? Well, if all the differences came out, all there would be is conflict and people would end up killing each other, there'll be wars, and then there'll just be no team effort. So I guess by definition, by the way that things have to surface, if any kind of fruitful cooperation is going to happen, it's going to involve some kind of commonality. The way that often comes out is common rules, common ethics, common perceptions on the way people should behave and the things that they should do. One of those rules comes to the expression of anger. Now there are cases where anger is clearly not productive for anyone, for the person doing it or for the person receiving it, such as, disproportionate road reactions uh, one thing that's really weird is when someone else like cuts you off in traffic like you're going at the speed limit this person's like like going over like significantly over kind of thing where you're like oh well if the police were here that would be a really interesting time for them so this person's going way over they do something strange like like they dangerously cut in in front of you or they're speeding, or both, and then for some reason they go and honk at you. It's really weird because they're the one who is doing all of this, and then yet they're the one who is clearly feeling quite upset by it. That doesn't seem very productive. That's a kind of anger that is not really going to achieve much, probably. If that's the kind of thing they're focusing on, then they've got nothing better to think about, all right, you kind of feel sorry for them. But in this book, stillness is the key which talks about a lot of general kind of really applicable kind of concepts in a pretty persuasive way. And it's just really refreshing to hear about basic things, but said in a pretty poetic kind of way. Well, in this chapter about conquering anger, the example of Michael Jordan is given. In this example, um, Michael Jordan gives a rather denigrating speech he's getting a kind of award and instead of just saying like he he thanks everyone like this is like a step maybe more extreme than the whole beyonce kanye west taylor swift fiasco you know this is like him going and like counting all the slights that people have done to him like going back 30 years and then just like recounting all of them but you know maybe that works for him I I don't know if Michael Jordan is happy. I mean, maybe he is. It is probably pretty meaningful to be a really great basketball player. And I guess one problem with all of these kinds of uh, stillness kinds of philosophies is, yes, a lot of this is common sense and yes, a lot of this is going to work for a lot of people. Like it makes a lot of sense to meditate and clear your mind and be at peace and find meaning. I mean, all of that is great. But not everything will definitely work for everyone. I mean, some people are going to be pre-contemplated, maybe for their entire lives. Maybe they never want to give up alcohol or substances or or things like that or gambling or whatever it is. Maybe they never want to improve themselves or lose weight or improve their personality. And they don't have to. It's, it's like minimalism. You know, people can embrace it and the people who do, well, they, probably feel happy about it except for the ones who go overboard but it doesn't mean that they can force it on other people even if they think that it's better they can't do that and i think lisa simpson is a pretty good example of this in a lot of cases like the episode where she embraces buddhism and she tries to like shove it down everyone's throats that is an example of something that you can try to do but it probably won't be very productive for everyone and by the way just like in real life it turns out those uh vegan vegetarian hot dogs Like, super delicious. They actually really are. (laughs) So here's the thing. Anger might not be that negative for particular people expressing it. You know, if they're really high achieving, if they are the particular kind of person where that is a stage that they're at, and they're going to be more unhappy being any other way then maybe the principle of compassion comes a little bit more into play. Instead of saying, hey, look, here's how someone else is behaving now, look how terrible this is and go change your life. Sure, sure, you can do that. But maybe there's an element of like, oh, well, why is that person like that? We might not know, we can make a guess, but, huh. Turns out they're doing some pretty great things. I, I wonder if they're actually using it in, in some instrumental way. There's actually a few reasons that there could be a bias against this kind of behavior, maybe a little bit too much so. And again, not being angry is probably a better way to go for most people, almost everyone. But there are some arguments against this idea. So one thing is that society is going to be very uncomfortable with anything that is different. I mean, society, Is defined by these norms. So something that is different, you know, someone who goes and makes a really ungracious acceptance speech is different, you know, someone who stands backward in an elevator is different and that just makes people really uncomfortable and a lot of trends started with people doing something different and not all trends are good. (laughs) You know, we have slavery and racism, like were they good? I think the general answer is going to be no, but then there are some things that probably were beneficial I mean, like, surely there's a trend that's beneficial. <laughs> but look, look, there's, there's, there are things that are beneficial. <laughs> things like sliced bread, <laughs> a lot of technological advances, a lot of scientific advances, a lot of things like that, that required someone thinking differently for these things to even be possible. Someone had to really believe that they could happen. And then eventually they happened. But in general, society's pretty biased against things that are just not the average, the typical, the norm, because they're strange and they're they're different. And something like anger might fall under that. That's not to say society is wrong, because there are plenty of things that society will shun, like drinking alcohol at 9 a.m., on the street outside of school. Like that doesn't seem very productive. That doesn't seem like a good example for anyone involved. You don't want your children seeing that. You don't want this person loitering around. I mean, what's the point of school zones if if that's allowed? So that's something that's not normal and it's not positive and it's frowned upon and probably not unjustly. But it's possible that there's a small group of things that are accidentally swept up in this imperfect system A small group of things that are caught or not caught by the filter and get classed in the same group. So things that might seem strange and disturbing and confronting to society, but maybe have a a little twinge of productivity to them. And perhaps anger in a person who's capable of achieving greatness is one of those. If Michael Jordan was a different person, his achievements might well be different, his level of happiness, whatever that is, may well be different. And while it's pretty clear that this book doesn't really condone the way he behaved, that's just the way he was. And I guess there was no obligation for everyone else to listen to the speech if they really didn't want. At least it made news very interesting, made everyone's lives a bit <laughs> a bit more intriguing. I guess that's <laughs> how that speech worked. I guess they didn't ask him what he was going to say, so he managed to say whatever he wanted. <laughs> but that, that's one thing. So society recoils, is disturbed by, is perturbed by, things that it doesn't understand, things that are not usual. That's one reason that the anger reaction will be slammed. And again, not unjustly, that may be correct in a lot of circumstances, but it's, it's a general rule. And the thing with rules is that sometimes they won't catch the exception. So that could be an exception. Probably not, but it's possible. The other thing, going a little bit deeper than that, is that certain behaviours will be classed as not just abnormal, but antisocial. And society really doesn't like things that appear antisocial. Things that seem to threaten established ethics. So again, that drunk stumbling around in the early hours of the morning outside a young educational facility, that's antisocial, that's not something that we condone, it's not pro-social. <laughs> it's not even just like neutral social, it's just, it's just bad, Like <laughs> no one really wants that. Now the thing about antisocial is yes, a lot of antisocial things are antisocial but again a lot of great achievements will come from things that appear antisocial a lot of great thinkers will do things that are strange not just that a lot of people who have the qualities which make them rebellious enough to break the mold and to do something interesting and to bring something to society they need certain dark qualities a certain level of antisocial behavior for example Harry Potter, Jordan Peterson gives this great example about Harry Potter, you know, like he can talk to snakes, man, that, that he has all these dark qualities, but how to be a good person is not to shun these dark qualities, but to embrace them and then control them. It's like what defines a good person and bad person. And then the third type of person is just a weak person. A bad person does all the bad things. A good person has a capability to do bad things, but chooses not to and a weak person just doesn't have the ability to do anything. So a weak person may seem good on the outside, but maybe they're just weak. Maybe they just didn't have the power to oppress people. What makes you good is the ability to harness these qualities. Entrepreneurs, people who will break rules, eventually for society's better, they have in them a certain streak, a certain antisocial quality. And so when we condemn all anger, all antisocial qualities, I guess we're really condemning part of human nature that is natural in a way. You don't want to be angry all the time, but I mean, some of the time that's, that's natural and using that to your advantage can be immensely productive. And the other thing is, maybe we're choking down people who could do things rather spectacularly in their own way. And sure, they might rub a few feathers the wrong way, But if that's the cost for making a really great achievement, I think that there could be some circumstances in which that could be useful. Overall, it's a pretty good sentiment to say conquer your anger. You wanna use it for productive purposes. But you know, if what Michael Jordan really needed to feel good was to give that speech, he had the opportunity to do it and he took that opportunity. And it's easy to condemn him, but how many people even have that opportunity? And if everybody in the world was given the opportunity to stand in front of a lot of people and like vent out everything they've been feeling for 30 years, I don't know, there's probably a few people that might do it. So yeah, stillness is, is a key. Anger is something that is probably worth conquering. But sometimes it's worth thinking about. Someone who's showing anger or other strange Antisocial behaviors. Are they just strange? Are they just incapable of being normal? Are they just weird? Are they just really, really selfish? Or are they just a bit different and not understood? And that's why this kind of repulsion fear reaction comes around. It's worth thinking about. So that's the alternative hypothesis to anger.